0: Dear young married couple, you know, the holidays can be really difficult, Mm -hmm. especially if maybe you've lost a loved one, you're grieving, or maybe you're lacking something like uh, you guys don't have enough time or you don't have enough money during the holidays. Uh, These things can be very stressful and difficult to overcome, to actually enjoy the holidays. And it's easy to get stuck in hard emotions.
1: Yeah, so today we're going to share two reasons why it's hard, and then we're going to give you four steps for how to navigate the hard stuff during the holidays, and we're going to actually get pretty practical with you and give you a tool that you can put in practice right away, especially this week during the week of Christmas when it might be the hardest for you. So stick around until the end so you can hear all of that.
0: Yeah. I actually did not realize how difficult for a lot of people mm-hmm. the holidays were. Yeah. Um, I think it was when I started counseling mm-hmm. that this really stood out because I saw us going into the holidays and started thinking, like, well, will we have very many clients? You know, will this, will there be lots of uh, interaction with people here around this time? And Krista said, actually, for a lot of people, I remember this conversation, mm-hmm. a lot, for a lot of people, The holidays can be very difficult because it brings up um, so many emotions and expectations and people want to be happy and excited and sometimes they're not and that's very distressing.
1: Yeah, that's interesting you remember that conversation because it was years ago but um, we were talking specifically about how therapists and counselors are usually very full around the holidays and that and, made
0: no sense to me in the time.
1: Yeah. And shortly thereafter, because yeah. in your mind you're like, okay, holidays are for, you know, relaxing and vacation yeah. and we're off. <laughs> yeah. And so you didn't realize like, wow, people actually do experience more intense struggles around yes. the holidays.
0: Yes. And since we've been working together with couples for so long, totally see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to give you those two reasons why and four steps to navigate it. Before we get into it, though, if you are shopping for last minute Christmas gifts, um, our stuff can get to you in one day if you have Amazon Prime. So we have card decks for couples. That's a great stocking stuffer, either for your spouse or maybe for your adult children who are married or dating, um, or you can even get it for a friend. Sometimes you're looking for a gift idea for a friend and you're like, okay, I don't want to break the budget, but something that you can wrap up put a bow on it and give it to a couple as a joint gift um, and it's less than $20 so you can use the link in the show notes and go grab some card decks as stocking stuffers or gifts for the holidays
0: one of our favorite relationship hacks is that we keep our decks inside our glove box mm-hmm. so when we're traveling or even as she has it in her backpack almost always too we whenever we're flying we could just break them out and connect a little bit yeah And not just be on our devices the whole time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So you're giving a gift that won't be thrown away and will be utilized for years to come.
0: Yes, because you don't just hear a response once, but we change over time. So continually going over these cards really do um, reinforce because Mm -hmm. we don't have perfect memories, reinforce some of these things, but also give us a chance to revise where we are in life and give new answers.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so go get your card decks. Usually they'll get to you within one or two business days uh, or one or two days. If you have Amazon prime.
0: Yes. All right. What makes the holidays hard? So we've narrowed it down to really two different factors. Yeah. It's losing something or someone, um, and lacking enough of something. Yeah,
1: so losing and lacking. The obvious one that we've alluded to already is you know, losing a loved one due to death. And if you have lost a loved one, even if it wasn't around the holidays, some people think, well, it's only hard if it happened around the holiday season. And that can be absolutely hard. Um, But even if it wasn't around the holidays, the holidays can be hard if you lost a loved one because you have so many traditions and memories that you formed with that person. And then when they're not around to experience those traditions and memories anymore, then that leaves a hole for you in your traditional experience.
0: Yes, I mean, let's just broaden that a little bit. So everybody kind of thinks about death, right? right? That this could make it hard but it actually is much broader Mm -hmm. than just death. Yep. One thing that people can think of is just thinking of loss in general. So uh, something that you wouldn't maybe think of right away would be um, like graduation. Sure. So think about a person that's very structured in their life. They're going through college, or maybe they had been unstructured, and then go to college, and then they really work hard on becoming structured. Then they graduate, and all of a sudden they're left with no structure because they're, you know, they, they graduated, they're maybe looking for a job. And then there's this loss of like camaraderie and loss of, um, direction. And now maybe they have a career path selected, but they don't know where they're going. So there's a lot of uncertainty. So there's that, that's a lot of loss there that people just don't see.
1: People don't think of positive changes like graduation as a loss.
0: Or how about uh, a couple that's just married? Mm -hmm. You could think of, okay, so you should be happy. Normally, shoulds get in the way a lot. Yep. You should be happy because now you're with your perfect husband or your perfect wife, <laughs> and they're just amazing in so many ways. In
1: every way. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> I I shouldn't be sad, but mm-hmm. that's a misnomer, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why the holidays specifically can be hard for newlywed couples who are trying to figure out what is your new normal. And um, we experienced this for sure when we got married. We did? Just <laughs> <laughs> we moved away. Um, I moved away from where my family was, which was also his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, his family was evangelizing and then pastoring a church in another state. And we moved there to help with the music and youth pastoring. And it was, um, a huge change. And that holiday season was tough to yeah. figure out. Like we were going through another transition. We were moving again, like just a year into our marriage and, and figuring out where we were going to spend the holidays and with whom and what's expected. Um, mm-hmm. And you, even though it's wonderful that you're married, you can definitely experience a loss and you can grieve the loss of what you had before growing up.
0: Right. And even though Chriso was very satisfied with the marriage, there was definitely- Thanks for a, clarifying that, babe. Oh, you're You're welcome. <laughs> There, there was a a hole left. Yeah. You know, she has a big family. They're very much, they have lots of traditions, lots of little things. And, um, I'm not going to be able to provide all that. Mm. So there was a loss there for her and she did feel it. I remember.
1: Yeah. So we're not giving solutions yet. We're going to give you some tools to navigate, but first we're just explaining the types of the reasons why the holidays can be hard. So right now, types of losses. So um, losing even a home or a job, especially around the holidays, can make the holidays really hard because it leads to the next thing, which is lacking. Mm. So losing and lacking, lacking enough of something, a resource, time, money, hope, um, peace, if you lack any of these things around the holidays, the holidays can be especially
0: hard. Yeah, they really can. A um, couple of things that came to mind. Of course, money. Right, lots of people go through financial difficulties. Maybe a loss of job, and now um, you're feeling this weight and pressure of fulfilling, you know, the the pattern of Christmas. It's always been this much money that we poured into it. Now we don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. That can be very, very sad and difficult yeah. because you could be feeling like you're you're failing. At at being a father or a mother because you don't have enough, you know, this many gifts. Yeah, um, and it, that would be very difficult to navigate.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna share with you some strategies for navigating that. Okay, so in fact, we're gonna give you four steps when the holidays are hard for whatever reason, whether that's losing something or someone, or whether that's lacking enough of something. Um, we're going to give you those four steps for navigating the hard times around the holidays.
0: Yes. We would totally recommend if this could be you potentially that Mm -hmm. you've lost something or you generally have a difficult time around the holidays for some reason, right? Um, We would recommend not just listening to these steps, but maybe pausing us right here And going and getting some paper or your journal, Mm -hmm. Um, even if you've never journaled and you hate the sound of the word journal, (laughs) go and get some paper or a pad and, or even your computer with a word doc and write these things out.
1: Goodness gracious. It could be the notes on your phone, right? You could be listening to this episode on your phone and just pull out the notes section.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I've been benefited so many times by just thinking on paper yeah, uh, there's a huge. It's so cathartic, and being able to see, like, capturing your thoughts in one place instead of having them flip by. Um, to, so many people can just be overwhelmed by their thinking. Mm-hmm. That because thoughts are very, uh, what's, what's a good word for it? I don't know, transitory. Mm. Uh, they're very, you know, they're fleeting. They're yeah. they're so quick, and it's hard to grasp or hold on to a thought enough for it to make a difference. Um, so by writing them down, you could actually look at them and assess them for truth, which is very helpful during this time.
1: All right. So step one of the four, admit it. Okay. That is a crucial step, especially for happy Christians who Want to be okay all the time. We did an episode with Deborah Mm Falada a few months back on um, her concept of it's okay to not be okay. Um, And her question that she asks, Are you really okay? And it's specifically to Christians. You know, if you're not okay, admit it, acknowledge the pain that you're in, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to pretend. So it's not making it better by trying to just put on your happy face all the time. So step number one is admit it. It's okay to not be okay.
0: Yes, that's the first step. The second step is to name it. So I think Daniel Siegel uh, talks about uh, naming it to tame it. Oh yeah, and specifically
1: with kids. With
0: kids, but I find this is really, really helpful um, for adults too because unrecognized feelings and emotions can be very distressing either, either run from them or, well, you hide from them, (laughs) either one, um, or you try to like numb out, right. Get Mm -hmm. away from them. So just simply saying like, I am struggling with depression or I am struggling with anxiety, knowing what that is and knowing like putting a name to the thing actually does bring some peace.
1: And it doesn't have to be, a diagnostic label. Obviously you can't officially diagnose yourself, but if you're feeling anxious or depressed or even just down or you're feeling sad, name the emotion. So don't get too carried away with like the label of a diagnosis. Um, speaking of a diagnosis that's really common around the holidays though, is seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. um, otherwise known as SAD, S-A-D. Uh, A lot of people have it. They have it for usually just a few months around the darkest months of the year when the days are really short and they have, you know, the, the, the light is, it ends around like 5.00 PM, depending on what part of the world you're in. Um, but people can really get seasonal affective disorder. And so if that's you, if you recognize it's always around this time of year and it may not be tied to the holidays, um, it could just be a matter of, um, the dark, seasons and you might just need extra vitamin d and some exercise
0: vitamin d exercise also you could get a light i forgot how long you uh, you actually sit in front of a light that's kind of shines in your eyes about yeah. 45 degree angle and that's been clinically shown to really help people with sad
1: yeah yeah Red light therapy um and then even just looking into a window yeah a like, light
0: well a light lamp
1: yeah a light lamp looking you can into buy those a window. on amazon by
0: the way they're not expensive
1: yeah there's several options like it doesn't have to be fancy that's why i said just looking into a window can be the the prescribed treatment sometimes for someone with sad Um, but obviously connecting with people and sharing what you're going through so acknowledging it and naming it um, are really important if you find yourself with sad during the holidays
0: Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's helpful but just and, and as you're writing these out write down okay naming it you know how do you feel about it being grief Mm -hmm. um do you have the feelings that you that you should not feel great grief or Mm. that you shouldn't feel happy during this grieving time because it's expected of yourself to grieve or grief has to look this way right write write down some of your reflections around that
1: a lot of people feel guilty during the holidays when they actually experience some joy or some happiness Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, no, like I'm supposed to be grieving. People are going to think I'm heartless or I don't care. Mm -hmm. And so I have to stay in this like sad zone um, because I lost a loved one this year or, you know, there's a reason why I shouldn't be feeling good. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's another one is guilt. A lot of people do feel guilt around uh, even just grieving any time of the year, but especially around the holidays.
0: Yes. All right. Number three, support it. So. Once you've named it and it's very clear, okay, that I'm struggling with blank, uh, share it with someone, Mm -hmm. share it with your spouse, share it with your family. Um, if it's, you know, if it's going to help your situation.
1: Yeah. Everyone has a different support system, but you you need to be able to share it with your spouse at the very least. Um, and then even a best friend or a mentor, counselor, a minister, um, share with them what's going on and ask for support. Here's how you can support me when I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's, here's what's happening. Like I, I acknowledge it. I admit it. Then I name it. Then I support it when I'm doing this or feeling this way. Here's how you can support me. Um, And that might be just as simple as like, can you just hold me? You're asking your spouse like in those moments when I'm just really sad, can you just hold me? Mm -hmm. Or in those moments when I'm overcompensating with like a lot of happy faces and um, trying to mask my emotions, can you remind me that it's okay to not be okay? Mm -hmm. That could be a way that a spouse could support you too.
0: Yeah. Really just becoming curious with your spouse about what you do around this time Mm -hmm. can be very, very helpful Um, just to kind of give a, if I do this or Mm -hmm. if this happens, then could you do this? Like kind of, this is kind of getting into the planning phase of like, well, how do we work together to support you through this and Mm -hmm. get the, the care that you expect because remember that frustration is the result of unmet or uncommunicated expectations. You might expect your spouse just to know that you're sad or I'm dragging my feet today. Like, why aren't you saying, you know, saying anything about it? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they might not be very attuned, but starting to get your expectations out. Like, Hey, if I start doing this or I start huffing and puffing, or I start <laughs> whatever that is, yeah. um, could you do this? Or could you step in this way? Or if I ask this Could you know that this is important? Um, Starting to get those things out is really, really helpful to keep your frustration down and then isolate because no one knows or nobody cares. Um, That's something that we see sometimes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you've admitted it. You've named it. You've shared it and asked for support. And then number four, reframe it. This doesn't mean that you need to like think of the opposite You know, like, oh, well, I've been sad. I acknowledge it. Now I just need to be happy. Now I'm happy. That's not it. Reframing it means looking at it through a healthier lens. So, you know, creating a mantra is one way to reframe it. A mantra that can help you during the hard times. And we've shared mantras before around grief, but something specifically around the holidays could be, I can be sad and also experience joy. Mm -hmm. That's a mantra that you can practice. You can write it down right now in your journal. You can share it with your spouse. Um, You can even share it in prayer with the Lord. Lord, I know you created me with the ability to feel sadness and also joy. You experience that too, Lord. I'm made in your image. Like talk to the Lord in prayer about what, what this is like to have multiple feelings and give yourself permission to feel those feelings. But having this truth that you've already rehearsed will be really helpful in those moments when you're like, I can't feel I can't feel joy. I should be sad right now. Or mm-hmm. um, maybe you maybe you're like really feeling um, like too much of, of the, the joy and everything's masked and it's happy and you're like, oh, no, I need to actually grieve. It's OK to feel sad and joy. I can I can have both.
0: Mhm. A good thing in in if we're using that example would be you know when you are feeling it's okay to feel sad and joy a good way of priming joy would be to start looking around for opportunities to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um and there's thousands and thousands of little things that you could look around. Mm-hmm. Um I actually just looked up just now and uh looked at the paper towels <laughs> and as I was saying this because I mean, aren't paper towels just wonderful because like always having a a washcloth around, you know, they get wet and damp and they're maybe not always clean, but paper towels are just such a handy thing. And then I could go back and think, you know, there was a time.
1: (laughs) Yep. I was going to say, there's a story behind this one, folks.
0: There was a time I remember we were, we were, we were so, uh, needing a, Money
1: And we were just focused on our budget. Yeah. And we cut paper towels out of our budget because we were looking for things like, what do we not need?
0: Well, because God had to come through for us in that time. Yes. uh, Because we didn't have anything. We didn't have money to buy that.
1: So we were like, okay, cutting paper towels out. Now, looking at the paper towels, we see it differently.
0: Well, because it brings us back to that time where we really couldn't afford paper towels. Now we just like whatever. Like We don't think about the cost of paper towels. But when we see that as an opportunity to be grateful, like, wow, like we are in such a different place now in our finances that we could be grateful for something so little. Mm -hmm. And this is just a reminder that, you know, that's just something for us. But there are so many opportunities, especially around the holidays. Yeah, That's another way of looking at it. Yes, it will remind you maybe of that person that's missing.
1: And that's okay too. And that's okay.
0: It's also okay for you to look at your grandkids or look at your children or look at your spouse and and really, really see them, not just see them as this kind of the representation of your idea of them, but really look at them, really mm-hmm. look into their heart and soul and try to understand them and, and be grateful for that person. They chose to be in your life yeah. in that time. And what a beautiful opportunity for you to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And that gratitude could spur you to action, to give of yourself or to ask good questions of them or to connect. Mm-hmm. So gratitude really goes a long way.
1: It's a good one. Um, so other mantras, just in case it's hard for you to come up with mantras. Another one would be, um, I can be frustrated by the experience and be content. So that's specifically if you are struggling with not having enough of something. So you don't have enough time. Like You know, that if you're just so busy this holiday season and it's all about Mm. to do's and tasks and meetings and deadlines, and even if it's for, you know, the kingdom, you're doing stuff for, you know, church concerts and plays and, uh, the kids program and it's good things, but it just feels chaotic. Like you don't have enough energy or time. You can say to yourself, I can be frustrated by the experience and be content. You can experience both really be present in those moments when you're attending that practice and you're watching your kids practice for that play and they're singing and you can be really content in those moments and you can be really frustrated by the overwhelmed schedule.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's your choice. You could be sitting and listening to the kids practice in choir Mm -hmm. and be thinking of all the other things that you need to be doing, or you could just sit there and be thankful that you have kids to watch. You know, there's just two ways of looking at it and we're not just trying to slap gratitude on it, but it it is such a great antidote for feeling hopeless, for feeling down, yeah. feeling sad, feeling frantic. Gratitude's
1: powerful. Yeah.
0: Cause you literally can't think about two things at once. Mm-hmm. So if you really put on the experience of gratitude, you're going to start feeling, you know,
1: contentment. Yeah. And when we say that, You can't experience two things at once. You can vacillate between two things very quickly. Um, But the idea of multitasking, you hear people say like, oh, you're good at multitasking. It just means they're good at like vacillating between the two tasks really quickly, but nobody can truly do or think about two things at once. It's just very quick shifts between those thoughts or emotions, like we're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So another one that's like the, you know, emotions, Um, I can be devastated and relieved at the same time, Mm -hmm. especially with you know, the loss of a loved one, you could be so, so devastated. And then you can shift and say, man, but I'm relieved that like, they're not in pain. Yeah. And, and we're not doing this whole 24 hour caregiving thing around the clock and everyone's exhausted. And, and even though like you, you could say, I would do anything to get them back. I would do the 24 hour caregiving thing again. That could be true. And it's also true that you're relieved that you guys aren't on that 24 hour caregiving schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're devastated that they're gone. It's okay to feel both.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's give the example of, um, you know, not having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good example of reframing something or that mantra could be like, I can enjoy giving the gifts that I can afford. There you go. I can really enjoy that. No, how no matter how small I remember, um, m- my mom and dad going through a very, you know, financially tight time of Mm -hmm. our life. And, um, we really didn't realize it. I mean, we knew that we didn't go out a lot. We knew that we didn't buy tons of stuff. We went to thrift stores for clothes, but it, that was kind of, that was just normal. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember this time in particular because my parents had no money, but at that time, like I said, we didn't know, so, what my parents did, and my mom's like this super creative genius she is and uh they they got a old at a thrift store they bought an old uh, big suitcase, and what she did is uh, she filled it with costume stuff, which are of course easy to find at thrift stores. Uh, she and she got, made
1: a lot of stuff like, she from made fabrics. Stuff.
0: Yeah, she found fabrics.
1: She made capes out of pieces <clears throat> of yeah, fabric. Yeah. And-
0: yeah, we went to Wishing Well and got little swords. I remember that. <laughs> um, uh, and she got like these white strips of cloth and painted little red, like red on it, like blood, you know. <laughs> and, you know, so we could tie these strips of like fake blood around us <laughs> as we like messed around. It was it was like one of the most genius gifts
1: and that cost probably all of <laughs> like hardly, l- less than $20 like maybe.
0: But that gift just kept on giving because we could have an experience through it.
1: And all five of you still talk about it. Uh-huh. Like you guys are adults and you guys all still reminisce. That was probably your most memorable gift. Yeah. And probably one of the least expensive gifts that your parents ever gave. It
0: was just the time and the effort that was put in and the thoughtfulness mm-hmm. was put into it. And then we were just left to explore that idea or these ideas. So there's always a a silver lining. And even though we don't really want to look at it sometimes.
1: And you don't always have to look at it. Nope. Yeah.
0: It's being okay with seeing the joy, seeing the good. And also knowing that there is, there are hard times. Yeah. There's just difficult. You're maybe in a difficult stage right now. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But, Um, don't run from these emotions that will ultimately not serve you well, just because like when people run from it, it, they're kind of like trying to like put their heart away Mm -hmm. because I don't want to feel right now. So I'm going to put my heart in the freezer. But the thing is, is you can't put your half a heart in a freezer. Just, you can't just put the hard stuff in the freezer, uh, to come back for, you know, dethought later and, you know, figure it out. Um, you're going to miss out on a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, a lot of good times when you run from these things, because you'll feel like you're putting on a show. I mean, we hear that all the time. Like, I just feel like I'm faking my smile. Um, So
1: better to acknowledge it than to try to freeze it and avoid it. Yes. I think one distinction that's important here, that's kind of a side note, but related uh, when we talk about, you know, there's always a silver lining. There are a lot of things that happen that are not in God's perfect will, you know, a lot of evil that takes place that, you know, God did not will someone to kill this person or God did not will for this person to have a drug overdose. Um, You know, we know that there are things that happen that are are outside of God's will. But I think this is really assuring for me and a lot of my clients is that God never wastes a hurt. So if you go through something painful or hurtful, God's permissive will can still take place out of that pain. And so when we say like there is a silver lining to most things, we're not saying like you should try to see the bright side of it
0: or toxic positivity.
1: Right, right. We're saying, Hey, acknowledge the pain. It's really hard and you don't have to feel okay right now. And. As you continue to grieve, recognize that God doesn't waste a hurt. So Mm -hmm. there are things that can come from this that are good. So when those things do come along, don't freeze your heart and avoid recognizing those good things either. Mm -hmm.
0: Reflect on this. Get that paper out. Reflect. Write down your thoughts, your ideas, and then keep it in a a place that's near you Mm -hmm. uh, where you can look at it often and add to it often. Um, Both of those are um, those sort of tasks are so helpful for processing difficult things and difficult emotions and difficult times. Yeah. So hopefully this was um, helpful. Hopefully this blessed you and hopefully this will give you a little bit of solace yes. during the holidays because it it is a beautiful time, but um, yeah. know you're going to get through it.
1: So Christmas is coming up. If you're listening to this, when it aired the week of Christmas and we are, pray that you have a very present time this Christmas, wherever you are, whatever season you're in, even if it's a hard season, be present. You have those around you that you love and love you and be present with them. We're celebrating the birth of Christ. We're giving, and these are um, character traits that you can instill in your children or those around you, that you know this is why we give because we're celebrating Christ we're celebrating his birth and this is this is part of his character that's who he represents and so we're giving and we're being kind and we're sharing love with others around this time um so be sure that you lean into what the holidays are actually about even in the midst of your grief
0: we love you we love you yes and uh we'll Look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Yes, we'll see you next week where we do our 2022 in review. All right, guys, we love you and blessings this Christmas.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.